The tortoise and the hare experience is getting ready to start up in three, two, one. Hey, this is Michael, and I'm about to enter the experience, but first we're going to listen to my song, Life is Magic. Christopher on, and he has entered into the experience. And as always, we always like to start off the experience with an experience. And Max, you always go first, and ladies first as always. So what has been your experience this week? Um, I have some interesting things that have been going on. So I, I came down to Florida, which is my kind of home state, and to visit the fam and hang out. And um, I am staying at this fantastic hotel. It's gorgeous. It's really 
five-star, beautiful place. There's a convention going on here of holistic practitioners and meditation, and they sell pillows. Um, I don't want to give out the company name or anything, but I find this a little interesting when you're claiming to be a practitioner and helping people, but you want to sell them a product and you're having a convention about how to sell the product in a pyramid kind of way. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about these (laughs) pyramid kind of things, but what do you think? Well, Max, you know, um, you should know everything about pyramids. You're Egyptian. So like you should be totally like into that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I mean, I, 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 this is really interesting because I find this happening a lot, um, where the, the quote unquote spiritual, uh, holistic world has kind of become this, I don't know, it's like, it's a breeding ground for, for personalities. It's really become less about helping, actually helping people and more about selling things and more about, um, becoming a, as much of a celebrity as, as you can as a, I mean, it's, it's crazy, like everything from people teaching astral projection and, uh, meditation and all this stuff, like down the line, and I just go, wow, this is, some things you can't really teach so clearly, but, I mean, you can't really sell a product on, on something like, astral projection and guarantee results because it really depends on the level of which your, you know, call it karma, energy, uh, life experience, soul experience. There's so many different things to having success in those areas. So, yeah, but, hey, buy the pillow. Uh, buy the pillow. It's interesting because we're sitting at dinner and there's all these people around us who are obviously with this convention and – there were maybe three people that looked like they could possibly do meditation. Mm. And we were like, okay, those three, I would, you know, trust. The rest of the, you know, thousand people uh, is pretty sketchy. Like, if you're going to promote meditation and, you know, peaceful enterprises, I'm... Yeah, I'm confused at them walking around with these pillows going, yes, and this is how we're going to sell this. And then win a trip to England or something. I don't know. I was, I'm just thrown off by the whole experience. That's my experience today. Other than being in the rain. So yeah, so your, you know, your, your background and your knowledge and experience in, in the healing arts. Um, and I and I think what I've come up with is that the, the the masses are always going to be kind of they're at a little bit of a different le- level, but there's so much more of them down there that you know it's like oh I could have this pillow or this whatever. There's so many different products that that are being sold. And, you know, people don't, people don't usually want to learn meditation. I mean, I actually have a meditation course that I was like, well, I just got to teach this. People don't really buy that one because it's like, you don't know that you're, you need healing people. Most people don't even know that they, that they need healing or that they would benefit from it. Their idea of meditation also is, you know, pretty far off of what it actually is yeah you know turtle meditates on a daily oh yeah oh yeah well i I do yoga so yoga is my 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 bag baby and um i i gotta admit you know um when i first started doing yoga it was one of those um experiences that I'm, i'm like like why am i so uh, apprehensive about this. And what got me over it was hot chicks. 
because <laughs> I would see them. And I'm like, well, if hot chicks are into it, like, <laughs> it's got to be good. Yeah. That still didn't get me coming back. I was like, now nah, even that, even the, the the girls in the yoga pants didn't bring me back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's brought me back. I bought yoga pants. I'm like, maybe my butt could like look this good, you know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> not- I actually thought of a, a, like starting a program and reached out to a couple of yoga instructors to start a yoga for singers um, practice that specifically targeted, you know, the breathing muscles and the the just loosening up, and that would be great for singers. But they were like. Mm, I don't understand really what you mean. <laughs> but now people are doing it. Always ahead of the curve. But yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, I, I guess my experience that I'll share is um, it's kind of a fun little thing, which is I finally pulled out all my blankets here in LA, it's been so hot and everything like that, and um, I'm excited to go to bed. <laughs> Can we end this right now? As a matter of fact, there's there's nothing like like putting all your blankets finally over when it's cold. And the hardest part is literally waking up in the winter because you're all tucked in your blankets. And um, I wake up super early for work, and um, that is hard because I just, you know, t- tomorrow I'm just like, I, I know I'm going to be 20 minutes late. You know, <laughs> I've just accepted it just so I could snuggle into uh, those blankets. So uh, that's my experience. Are you, are you guys uh, snugglers when it's cold? Do you guys like to stay in bed just a little bit more with those big blankets? Yes, and I got to share with you a blanket thing. You're going to love this and you're going to hate me. But you're gonna love this. Okay. So you know we're always we're always like you know you put the blanket over the bed, you get into the blanket, and you're under the blanket. The blanket's like this, right? Yeah. What I've been doing, and I don't know why I never thought of this, but it's changed my life. I actually instead of going under the blanket, I put I lay on top of the blanket and then bring the other one over me. So it's like a snuggie. Whoa! But it, you know for a blanket, and I like like. There's so much you just get wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You know, uh, I gotta say that that sounds pretty great. And, and um, you know, just a little bit about my bed. I've always lived with a, a like the smallest bed possible, like a single bed. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, when I finally moved to where I'm at now, I, I bought a condo out here in Inglewood, California. Um, my mom was like, "Oh, she's like." Son, you you have got to get something bigger, and I'm just like no, like I'm like this is perfect. It's just gonna be me sleeping here, you know. <laughs> She's like no, get this, and I got I forgot what I got, like a queen. I got a queen bed, and I'm like, how has my life never encountered this bed? So now all my sheets are like single sheets, but I have them over the queen bed. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so um very lucky for You gotta get a bigger blanket now. I guess. Forget I guess the sheets. So. I don't even use sheets. No, the the fuzzy, furry Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with the two of you? <laughs> I have to have a king a California king and it has to have like the perfect sheets with the perfect top sheet and the perfect comforter and then, you know, Comforter has to have like a pillow top comforter and yeah. I like all the cushion. All the cushion. And it's just me and Yoda. Uh, That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, are you enjoying this hot blanket talk that we're talking about? Only right here on the experience. Hot blanket talk. (laughs) But now everybody knows what our beds look like. (laughs) That's fine. I'm cool with that. Um, so, uh, tell us, Michael, uh, what has been your experience that you'd like to share? This week? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. We've been experiencing some pretty torrential, uh, weather. Lots of rain and winds, like hurricane strength winds. And I, I just, it's been a few days. And, um, I just, I, I love, 
I love when I'm reminded of the power of nature and to, I mean, like, I'll just turn off the TV and just look out the window and listen and watch the rain. And it's just, there's so much power uh, in, in it. And it's also really calming, opening the window and letting that fresh air in. And, um, yeah, it's just usually, too, when it's when it's dark, when it's uh, cloudy and rainy outside, I, I, I definitely have a tendency to get lower, you know, get kind of get sucked into a little bit of that depressed kind of state. But I've been doing these breathing exercises that's been really been helping me, the Wim Hof stuff, which you guys probably know about, and um, every morning, and I've been feeling really good. I've been feeling really good, so yeah. That's my experience this, this, this week. The rain has been uh, interesting for me because um, I'm out here in Florida right now, and I haven't been to the parks in a long, long time. Uh-huh. So I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I got the park hopper. I'm going to go to all the parks. Like, this is going to be great. And I'm like in a full jacket with the hood, and then I had to get another rain, like poncho, stupid thing. First off, what's with the prices of fifty dollars? How much did you pay for that thing? It was like twenty five dollars. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm baffled at the <laughs> prices of a piece of plastic. First off. They need something that's different than plastic. And because, you know, people are just going to throw this away, and it's a waste, and it's killing our oceans. And stop using plastic, people. Let's stop it. And, you know, this rain, when I'm on vacation, it shouldn't happen. <laughs> can, we, can we just get on the max plan? <laughs> And yeah, you don't want to come out. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely don't want to come out to Florida and have it rain the whole time. Uh, that's okay. Well, Max, it's called a raincoat. You, you know, you can easily go buy one and. <laughs> well, I had one on, but it was you know short, and the rain. Go sideways here. Who knew? <laughs> it, it's sideways, <laughs> so your legs are all wet, and you're, you know, trying to walk around, and um, yeah, it's just a mess. So I didn't even make it to the Magic Kingdom, and I'm I'm sad, and tomorrow I have to leave. Well, I mean, it's not about that, you know, like you can't come here to, in, in California and go to the- I know, but it's totally different. It is, you know. And what do you guys think about this? Disney World versus Disneyland. Like, you know, I know we have California Adventure, but Disney World has, like, everything. I went to Epcot today. I went around the world. You know, I'm not into everything. <laughs> I'm one of those people. They're like, you want an everything bagel? No, I just want cinnamon raisin. I don't need the rest, you know? <laughs> That's just me. I can't re- I can't even remember going to Disney World in Orlando. And I know I have. I just don't remember it. I remember going to Epcot vaguely. Disney- Disneyland, I remember being a lot smaller. But then they had California Adventure and the Tower of Terror was such a great ride. Yeah, it's been so long since I've, it's been like 25 years since I've been to Disney World. It's amazing. It's really amazing, but it costs $700. What? For, yeah. $700 for what? For two days for the park hopper thing. What? Oh, because you're not a resident. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, "Wow." Um, I'm just gonna meditate on this. Yeah. See, where you where you see a problem, I see opportunity. 
And <laughs> if I was Disneyland, what, what I would do is I'd make a Disneyland International Pass. So it's like you can go to Disneyland, go to Disney World, you could go to all the other Disneys and pay like a local because, you know, you're just doing local Disneyland stuff for you. For you, it's local. For you, it's, you know, it's your world. So should work for Disney then. Uh, no, no. I cannot be that happy all the time. Those people are crazily cheerful. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's frightening. <laughs> and here's something else that's changed to Disney. Now, before they used to greet you, you know, like, you know, hi, boys and girls, or hi, uh, man, or hi, can't do that yeah, anymore. hi, friends, hi, friends, hi, friends. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. I like that too, actually. Yeah, everything is nice, and um, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to play one more song, and uh, when we come back, we're actually going to dive more into Michael. I I know. (laughs) All this this Disneyland talk. (laughs) We know know his Disney preferences. We know about his bed. You know, <laughs> what more that can we get into? Dive into me. I, <laughs> I need to prepare for this. Yeah, well, um, um, Dealer's Choice. What song would you like to hear? Uh, I'm trying to think what I sent to you. Uh, let's put in there, what did I send? Ghosts or, uh, oh, In the Middle of the Night. Let's throw that one out there. Okay, let's do that. And when we come back, we're going to have more with our guest, Michael Christopher, right here on the Tortoise and Hare Experience. In the middle of the night, I'm dreaming of you. I hold on to you strong. It's all I ever wanted to do. In the middle of the night. But now that you're gone, baby, everything's changed. And I'm trying like hell to keep my head on straight. Ain't it a shame in the middle of the night In the middle of the night Shadows on the wall In the middle of the night It don't make no damn sense at all In the middle of the night Can you hear me call? Girl, I pray one day you let me see you All I ever wanted to do Just be with you In the middle of the night Hear you calling my name When I wake up Got my arm around your pillowcase In an empty space In the middle of the night In the middle of the night
on the Tortoise and Hare Experience. Uh, we just heard another song by our guest, Michael Christopher, who, um, I got to admit, um, you're a, a voiceover actor and you're totally ruining it because, like, you have, like, the best looking, like, <laughs> oh, look, the best looking hey, son. Hey, <laughs> the best looking son just <laughs> arrived. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Good. I'm just getting, like, complimented, and I see this little man come into the room. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I just, just a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. Nobody ever gets to see Jesse, so. I know. This is the first time I've actually saw him, so you look good. You look healthy. Thank you. Yes, definitely doing uh, much better lately than I was, but still standing. Can't kill me yet. <laughs> Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. I will uh, not interrupt you. I wanted to say hi. Good, man. I'm glad you did. Pleasure meeting you guys. Meet in person soon. (laughs) All right, man. Take care. There it was. So what got you into voice acting? Oh, voice acting. Um, Ever since I was a little kid, you know, watching things like the Transformers and Thundercats and Super Friends and like, man, I just, I love those shows, you know, Scooby-Doo and, and, the first, I would say the first real job I had when I moved to L.A. right out of school was I ended up working in a studio that recorded all of the voiceovers for the biggest shows that were recording at the time, the Powerpuff Girls and uh, Men in Black series, Godzilla, Starship Troopers, and like, you know, Johnny Bravo, and the list just goes on and on and on. And the studio is still there, Salami Studios, still recording. And it's a great, it's a great place in the same building as the Devonshire Studios. So the Devonshire Studio, well, that's a whole other story, but okay, so let me try to stay on track. Uh, I worked there as a, as an assistant engineer recording the voiceovers, the actors. And I went, man, I really want to do this. I've always wanted to do this, but never really realized it was a, like a a tangible thing. And so what I did was I made my own voiceover demo and I gave it to probably the biggest voice director at that time, Sue Blue. And uh, she gave me a scholarship to her class because she also taught. And I didn't, I was so scared. You know, I was like 20 early 20s, and I just did not have the confidence at that time in my life. And I thought, I know what I'll do. I will quit this job because I wasn't really, I was like, I was kind of the same thing over and over, and I got bored, the ADD thing. And I said, I'll go and do on-camera work, and then I'll circle back to this, which is the stupidest thing I could have ever done. But I did that, ended up actually doing some on-camera work, and then, at some point, I realized, you know, I never did fulfill those voiceover dreams that I had. So I said, it's time to do this. This is the right time. Um, I actually started, you know, these things, they happen like weird doors open sometimes. Uh, and this is one of those those cases, as was getting the job at Salami, but... I went to the, the the SAG Foundation had a voiceover lab, and I thought, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the voiceover lab. They offered free training for SAG members. I'm going to go. And and I, when I got in there, I still remember it was an orientation, and I heard the studio manager saying, yeah, we, we're, we're looking for another engineer director. And, and I said, bing, that's me. And so I talked to him. After that, and anyway, three, four months go by, and they had my, I, I put in my application and ended up getting the job. And as I was direct, I learned how to direct, and then I also started to do my own stuff, and I started to put my own demos together, got the agents, reached out to my buddies that were in the business that, that helped me, including Chuck Duran and Jess Arnell, and just like that was that was how it all happened. Wow, that, what is that's it, a long version, but yeah. <laughs> that, that's fine. But what is it like to see your 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 voice as a different character? 
you know, like I've always wanted to be a cartoon and, um, you know, it, it is a dream of mine and for that to come to fruition for you, is it uh, one of the uh, surreal experience to say the least? You know, the way I'm supposed to answer that question is to tell you how great everything is <laughs> and to tell right. you how everything is magical and everyone is fantastic and supportive. But my experience, ha- you know, and part of the reason why I think I haven't, I-, I didn't get to the place that I really wanted to was because I'm a little bit too honest about certain things. And in that circle, um, you know, you're just supposed to say good things all the time. And that's kind of the game. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what am I going to do? And, and this is, this has happened. The, you, you know, I say, you, you, basically, we travel down roads. Then there's a fork. And there's a fork in the road. And at that point, we have to make a decision. And it's like, okay, so I got to the certain point where I realized, okay, um, you're either going to have to play the game and do this stuff that all the other people are doing, the guys and girls are doing. It's a little bit like high school. There's a pecking order and there's a cool kids club and all that stuff. And I said, or you can do it your way and, like, be able to look at yourself in the mirror at night. And I thought, well... Uh, what do you want more? Do you want a career or do you want to be able to look at yourself in the mirror? And of course we always want both. But I said, well, I want, what I want more is to be able to look in the mirror. So that's what I decided to do. And that has cost me a lot of, um, work. <laughs> it's cost me like agents. But in spite of it all, uh, I can look in the mirror at night and I can look back at what I've accomplished so far and say, you know what? That's pretty cool. I, I did what I didn't do what I had hoped to do, but what I did do, I'm proud of. And I got to do some cool stuff and it's, it's still going, you know, it's not, it's not over yet. So, um, that's the answer to that question as I, as I, as I, see it right now yeah speaking of uh cool stuff like you know i i'm not sure if everybody in our audience understands the level of voiceover actor that you are um could you tell us a a few of your characters because they will be blown away ah well yeah so I, i have been fortunate to do some pretty cool characters um i think the ones that you know, the, the Pokemon stuff. So I play uh, a trainer in the Pokemon uh, Masters. I think it's called Masters EX now. Um, trainer Wallace. Uh, I think that probably would be the one that people know most. Um, I play uh, Lorenzo in Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. I play um, Count Nightfell in the Bla- Beyblade series. Um you know, like, so, uh, oh, and I've also, um, there's a show that I just completed a couple of weeks ago called Droners, and I play one of the leads on that. My character's name is Oro, and I hope that that sees the light of day because it's a really cool show and a really fun character. So um, hopefully we'll see that soon. That show is actually on in Europe um, but not the English dub. Like there's, there are multiple dubs in different languages. So the show is on like Disney and Europe and other networks there. So I'm hoping that that one gets picked up here at some point soon, but f- fingers crossed. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other ones. Friends would know that Jess is from uh, the Animaniacs, and he is also in a band with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should say I'm in a band with with him, well, and uh, you know the other way around. <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, the the band actually they they had a couple of other guys in the band before I got there, but 
I got there and things just kind of seemed to gel. Um, and I mean, Jess is telling me all the time, as was Chuck, he's like, man, I wish you were our bass player since like we were teenagers. And I wish that too. I wish, you know, I've known Jess for a really long time since the salami days. So since I was probably 22 or 23, um, years. So, so yeah, several years. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun band. It's called Rock Sugar. Um, fans of Jess obviously will already know the band. Uh, Chuck Duran is in the band as well, as is, um, Kevin Kapler. So it's a fun, you know, it's a fun band. We do all mashup songs that people know, but mashed up in a way that you've never heard. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that band. I I love all the guys in the band. Yeah. I think you guys have put out this this past record was so fun. Yeah, it was, it was really a lot next of fun. Level. Next level yeah. matchup. Yeah, it was, it was really cool, and I hope people check it out if they haven't already. But we've got some videos on YouTube. There was like a celebrity filled video of people like, you know, doing uh, helping us out. Like Weird Al is in our video. Mark Hamill is in the video. Uh, all kinds of people are in the video. It's a, it's a cool, like really cool, fun, fun uh, song. I can't now remember what the heck. The, I can't remember the titles of the songs because it's like, you know, three songs in one and all or more and all put into a title. <laughs> it's great. Uh but yeah, so on YouTube, Rock Sugar, you'll, you'll find, they'll find it. Very cool. Very cool. And during this entire time, um, did you still have that whole music mentality in the background? Like when you look at, uh, um, like doing some voiceover work, do you look at it more of like a singer type thing? Sometimes. In fact, I have like a list in the back of my mind of characters that I still am waiting to do that are based on singers. So for example, uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest has just a great, such a great voice. And uh, in, in a song like Painkiller, I always think, man, I want to make that when the opportunity comes for a character like that, to do that kind of voice, I'm just waiting for certain, you know, there are certain singers that I have in the back of my mind going, okay, I'm just waiting for that right character to, to come along. And being a singer, um, I tend to, I have a hard time, I have a hard time just being flat. Like a lot of guys out there and gals right now, it's like very conversational, flat, um, there's not a lot of musicality in, in, in the delivery. And I just, that's not very fun for me personally. I, I think it's boring and it's boring for me to do it. And I think it's boring for the listener. The listener, like, there's a sense of adventure in these, you know, games and, and, and that I think sometimes can be missing. Um, but it's all about trends, you know, so it's like more along the trends of being more real right now. And, um, you know, like, for example, my version of Wallace is is very flamboyant, very, uh, you know, en- engaging and, and musical and just energetic. And um, it's it's fun. It's a it's a fun character to do. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool indeed. I'm still glad you're making music. When do you find time to do music uh, throughout all this? You know, it's interesting, and I think I'm not sure if I answered your question about like having music during this process, but I've always had music. I've always looked at, you know, I put sometimes I put the guitar down for a while, or I put the bass down, or the piano, or whatever. and I, I just love music so much because it's, although my relationship with it has changed over the years, um, it's, it's always there f- for me. It's always there for you, for someone. You know, like you can put the guitar in its case for as many years as you want to and put it under your bed. And the minute you take it out, it doesn't get angry with you. And, you know, it's there for you. It's just waiting for you to, 
to to play. That's why I love it so much. Um, I've gotten to a point now where you know, I've done different things with the music, um, and sometimes, like right now, I use it in a therapeutic way. I have find myself kind of uh, I'm, I'm trying to I'm kind of trying to find the connection between having fun recording again. I haven't quite gotten to that point, but um, you know, it's like we all have phases in life of, of things and, you know, and the, the ebb and flow of, 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 of life. Um, it's the same with music. It, my relationship with it changes, but it's always there for me. That That's how I see it. Very cool. Yeah. You know, recording is a, is an odd thing because originally I got into recording and then and then into music, but only because I couldn't find a someone to test out the gear. So I'm like, I'm like, I need a guitar person at, at you know, and I'm like, where am I going to find one? I guess I'm going to be the guitar guy. I need a piano guy. Uh-huh. I'm like, I guess I'll do it. You know, uh, would I consider myself a musician? Oh hell no. You know, but um, you know, I, I I use instruments more for the technicality of it, more for the engineering part of it than anything. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way, and I was like that, like you as well. Where I, I mean, at a young age, I just you know I kind of stumbled into music, and then it just grew like my love for it, and I, I was like, well. I've got this, you know, I can play the drums and then I can play the bass. I was like, well, I'll teach myself how to play guitar because my, my, my buddies were right there. Like, this is so cool. I just want to play their guitars. And then I was like, I got to be a singer. I have to learn how to, you know, and then I, I got into recording so I could do everything one at a time on a four track and like, wow, I just did this. And it wasn't like it sounded good, but I thought I just created this thing. I, I, I see recordings as a painting, you know, like I see myself as a painter. I'm not sure that I'm a good painter, but, but I see myself as that where I do a stroke here and that's a guitar and then I do a few strokes here and that's a bass and et cetera, et cetera. And then you have this end result of painting and that's the song you hear. Cause I do everything myself, like on the recordings that you, you've been playing, just me. Yeah. You know, um, Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses, had this uh, art exhibit where he was doing his drum beats and they did colors and art to go with that. And it was a hugely successful um, exhibit. I wonder if, if you got into something like that, like say for instance, you took one of your songs and lyrically you put a color to that and did a, a computer generi- generated um, kind of abstract painting ah. that I wonder how that would be. Well, it's interesting that you 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 suggest that because there is a guy I can't remember where he is, but they they I don't want to say measure, but that's the best word I can describe. They measure sound and diff- it's represented in different colors and shapes. Much like you know, um, what was that? What was that documentary, The Shape of Water, where they like put energy into water and they would it would create these like almost like snowflake type shapes. Yeah, crystallized. Yes, it's like that with this with music. And this this guy has. I'm hearing my echo. Uh, he he. Ha- let me turn my volume down. He has a representation of the music. It creates shapes like this is like, so it's, 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 it's similar to what you're saying. And yes, if someone wanted to do that, I would absolutely love if someone took my music and did something like, like that with it. I just, as one person, you know, as you know, part of the, the, the fun and also like, the drawback is that doing everything yourself, you can do some things well, better than others, and then some things, you know, aren't my strong suit, but I do them anyway. And it's probably not the best idea for me to do that. But I just see it like, I also kind of see music for me, it's like, it's a laboratory. 
I'm creating a final product, but the, at this point now, it's not really about that. It's more about me experimenting with things and seeing what happens. That's what music is more to me than anything else. Um, at this point right, right now, it's like, I'm a mad scientist and like, Ooh, what would it sound like if I did this or well, like that and like that? It's probably why I'm not finishing anything too, because I'm also never happy with yeah. what the final product. Right. Yeah. I, I'm never ever happy with what I hear. So yeah, I have to walk away a lot and I'm like, Ooh, cool. But now when I walk away, I go, Oh cool. Like I did the vocal, you know, three times and different nights and realize like, okay, maybe it, it's like, this isn't, maybe I'd rather spend my time on a different song and not really like beat myself up about it or think that, you know, there's this whole thing about, you know, finish what you start, finish what you start. But sometimes you can't, I mean, Da Vinci didn't finish everything he started. There were a lot of things that he didn't finish. And, uh, Sometimes I think we have to just be okay with unfinished things. Yes. That's at least what I'm learning. And where can people find you at? If they, let's say they're watching this and they want to, you know, help you yeah. out or something like that. Is there a website or? Yeah. So my, my website is michael.net, M-Y-K-A-L. And I am on Instagram at Michael Music. I'm not really, I'm just, I'm just not a social media person. I'm not, I'm kind of like, talk about the shell, entering the shell. I am in the shell all the time. I am a cancer. Uh, I am the crab. So you can find me in my shell all the time. Um, but yeah, I do have a social media presence. Uh, I'm not really very active there, but you can always find my stuff on the website and I can be contacted from there too. All right, cool. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. We sure. do. Thanks for having it. me. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great talk about uh, a little bit of everything, a poopery, if you will. Uh, the last song that we are going to leave with is a song voices. Now, is this like your voiceover work or something or, or what's this? No, this is about, this song is really about listening to your intuition Gotcha. One more time, Max. Hello. <laughs> Listen to your intuition. Yes, while you're <laughs> while you're resting comfortably comfortably in your new meditation pillow <laughs> with your brand no, new um, uh, blankets. That, you know. <laughs> oh. What's that? The fabric for the pillow, like the pillowcase, could be the music, the color, <laughs> the fabric. That's funny. The colors from your music. Hey, if anyone I, wants to I, do that, I'm happy if they would. Um, but no, the voices voices is really about kind of not trusting your gut and the, the voices that you're hearing, uh, feeling that are being imprinted upon you, and then realizing that when you do, that those voices are guiding you to um, a, a positive place and they're trying to help you. Um, Disclaimer, you know, not voices telling you to do bad things because if anyone is listening and they hear those kinds of voices, you definitely want to talk to someone um, qualified to help you with that because that's a different that's a different thing than what I'm talking about, but something that I know uh, people can struggle with. So, yeah, serious issue there. Definitely. And if you want to hear other voices, log on to entertheshell.com because there you can check out all the the past shows me and Max have done. So um, there's going to be other show notes for, you know, to go ahead and uh, catch Michael on. And, uh, of course, all of our past guests. We we have done eight years of shows. We went on a hiatus. But, um, you know, we, we still have a very comparable, extensive collection of interviews that we have done. So log on to entertheshell.com. And if you want to contact us, guess what? There's a click button. Uh, there's a contact button. Go ahead and click on that. And uh, there's a donation button, ladies and gentlemen. So feel free to uh, donate some cash, and uh, we would totally dig it. Okay, so uh, voices, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, thank you to uh, Michael Christopher, our guest. And uh, we are out of here. Later. Thanks, guys. <laughs>